are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Brewers, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani, and you can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure that you follow Lockdown Brewers um, on Twitter as well and subscribe to Lockdown Brewers Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Also, if you have any questions, anything you'd like discussed on the podcast, you can email us at lockdownbrewers at gmail.com. Also, in case you missed it, you can catch me on the Locker Room app at least once a week discussing Brewers baseball. Did that for the first time this past Tuesday. Appreciate everybody who jumped in there um to uh to join the conversation and i'll give you more of a heads up next time when i'm going to be on that locker room app so that you can get in there i think it's going to be a really fun uh really neat place to hang out during games and talk about what's going on um and then also i uh, got my co-host Vinny with me back on the podcast today and you can follow him on twitter simply at Vinny rotino uh, so make sure that you give him a follow uh, today, we're going to be getting into a little bit of spring training news, but most of it's going to be some fan questions uh, that we're going to have a Vinny answer here. Uh, before we do that, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Uh, again, we tell you all the time, amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Make sure that you visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So big uh, news of the day, obviously update with Brewers. So uh, this this really takes the spotlight here. But uh, Vinny, it was announced you're going to be joining Brewers Live, man. How excited are you about that? Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, it was pretty cool uh, to get kind of kind of go down the uh, the path of you know that whole uh, realm of the game. I never even thought that that would be a possibility for me to to be part of a broadcast team. Um, so yeah, a friend of mine, uh, Mike Anderson scout with the Texas Rangers, ex-colleague of mine, his brother's Brian Anderson, the, the big time host, uh, or the big time. Uh, yeah. He's the play-by-play guy for the Brewers and he does a lot of basketball. He's kind of a rising star in broadcasting. Anyway, Mike, uh, so that's how Brian and I kind of been friends over the last few years. And uh, yeah, he's, he thought, Hey, you're local, you scouted, you played, you played in the big leagues, you played for the brewers, all these reasons he thought I would be good at it. So I just, you know, I kind of went down the path and, and they agreed kind of fooled them probably, you know, <laughs> at this point. So we'll see. No, I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. Get to talk baseball um, and uh, kind of follow my hometown team. Right. I mean, I, I scouted for the Rangers for four years and it was like, yeah, I mean, I have, of course, I had allegiance and to, to the Rangers and wanted the Rangers to win the World Series because I was an employee of them and I, you know, felt like I was, you know, part of it. But this is cool, you know. I'm part of the Brewers. You know, I grew up as a Brewer fan. Paul Molitor, Robin Yao, Jim Gantner, um, Chuck Krim. Like I, I can throw some names at you that you don't even probably remember. <laughs> You're probably too young, Jake. But yeah, it's cool to be a part of it. I'm, I'm really excited, and we'll. Uh, yeah, I get to join with Tim Dillard and Chris Singleton. And Tim is an absolute character. So it's it'll be a fun year. For yeah, sure. it sounds like it's going to be a pretty interesting cast there. And you, you mentioned Tim Dillard and Chris Singleton are going to be joining uh, the Brewers uh, crew as well. They're on FS Wisconsin. So certainly exciting. Um, and you're strictly going to be doing post uh, pre and post game, right? Yeah, I'm going to be doing, yeah, I'm going to be doing a handful of games pre and post game. 
Um, and it's basically, I think before the game, the kind of rundown, the keys of the game, I don't know the exact mechanics behind everything, but um, you know, what the keys of the game, starting pitching, what they have to do, the offense team that they're playing. And then um, obviously the game will get played and then they'll kick it over to us either in the studio, if they're on the road or in at the stadium. And we'll just kind of run down what happened in the game, the key plays in the game. And I'll give my takes on it. Yeah. So, well, that's really cool, man. I uh, really excited about it. Obviously, I uh, can't wait to see you. You know, now that I've got getting getting to know you yeah. here a lot better, yeah. I can't wait to to see you on the on the show. That's going to be really exciting. So, congratulations, man. Uh, again. Yeah, Jake, I'll I'll be I'll be saying that you know you're the reason you know that <laughs> I've, I've made it this far, right? I mean, we're three podcasts in with each other. And it's yeah, like right. how much of growth and development has occurred in those yeah. three podcasts. So, yeah. Okay. Nah, yeah, I, I, I've been scouting you for a while, you know, I've been yeah. uh, bringing you through the farm system here. Yeah. Um, but no, that's, that's exciting, exciting for all you guys. It's going to be a fun year on the broadcast there. So can't wait for that. And we are, we're just two weeks away from opening day, Vinny. I mean, um, it's crazy. You know, that's the season's coming up. I mean, a lot of teams are playing night games now. So getting geared up for the mm-hmm. season, rosters, you know, are thinning down. So, um, yeah, this is the point. I feel it as a fan. I'm sure players feel it where you're kind of over spring training at this point and you're just ready for the games to begin. Uh, And, you know, that's, that's really kind of the lull that we're, we're in at the moment because we're just so close uh, to that opening day against the twins. Uh, I wanted to say at Miller park, but it's not Miller park anymore. You're going to have to get used to that now. It's a American American family. Yeah. American Uh, family field. Yeah. So I'm sure I'll make that mistake plenty of times throughout the year. Well, there's a street. I was just driving by the stadium today, actually, and there's a there's a a, a street that's called Miller Park Way. There, and I was like, what are they going to do about this, right? Oh, wow, change yeah. the name, and they actually changed the name of the street, I believe, to American Family Fieldway. Wow. I think, I, yeah. So that's crazy. Something like I have to look what the name is, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah. you got to know how to get to the park now, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. You got to right, type in the right address. Um, well, we'll get into, uh, like I said, a little bit of spring training news. Don't have a, a much today with the Brewers being off on um, Wednesday. Um, but they did announce Mark Mathias is currently weighing some treatment options for a posterior labrum tear. He already had a labrum surgery back in 2014. Uh, so he's hopeful to have a non-surgical recovery this time. Um, but either way, even if he doesn't have the surgery, he's still going to be out, you know, at least three to four months. So definitely some bad news there for him and bad news for Bobby Wall as well. Uh, he left the game on Tuesday, I believe it was, with an oblique injury or what they're now calling an oblique injury. Uh, and he will start the season on the IL. So tough break there for Bobby Wall. I know he's you know, been struggling to get back on the field. So really hate it for him. Um, and some other News, Travis Shaw was officially added to the 40-man roster. Not much of a shock there. Um, Matthias moving to the I.O. was the corresponding move to make room for Shaw, um, which pretty much makes Shaw a lock for the opening day roster. And, you know, like I've been talking about, you know, all spring training, I think he's going to get a a lot of starts there at third base. Uh, And then uh, on the off day on Wednesday, Brandon Woodruff uh, threw four innings in a simulated game. And that puts him right on track to start on April 1st. So even though it hasn't been announced yet, uh, it's looking you know pretty likely that Brandon Woodruff will get the opening day start. And that makes a lot of sense there for him. So 
again, I'm going to answer some fan questions here, get Vinny's takes on, on some of your questions. Before we do that, let me remind you that this episode is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. There are so many different makes and models of automobiles these days, it's impossible to stock all the parts your car will ever need in your traditional chain store. So I worry with the hassle of answering a bunch of questions about your car at a chain store and just hoping that they have the parts you need when you had the inventory of rockauto.com right there in your pocket. You can pull them up on your cell phone, find any make and model of any kind of auto part that your car will ever need. And there are so many different reasons to uh, maintain your automobiles these days, but the big one is biggest one is obviously to save money. So why would you choose to spend twice as much for the exact same auto part at a chain store or even a new car dealership? Just head on over to rockauto.com right there on your phone, search for the parts you need, buy them, have them shipped to you, and just wait for them to arrive. It's that easy. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your vehicle. And while you're there, do us a favor and write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, Box? And they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. We're covering everything you need to know about the Milwaukee Brewers, but what about the rest of sports? And now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Vinny. So I reached out to our uh, listeners on Twitter today and asked them to submit some questions specifically for you. So I hope that you are uh, prepared for this. Our first question comes from Jordo2323 on Twitter. He said, what did playing with the Racine Kiwanis mean to you in preparation for your rise to the major leagues? <laughs> so that's funny. The uh, Racine Kiwanis is the team that I played for. It's So it's a kind of a men's league. The Lando Lakes in Wisconsin is a, a southeastern Wisconsin men's league where college players play in it, you know, 60-year-old men play in it, um, you know, 30-year-old, all ages play in it. It's actually a decent league. There was some decent baseball in that league. I played in it when I was a sophomore in high school, and so it actually got me ready to play against college talent when I was only in high school. So um, it got me ready to start, you know, playing, you know, level up. And, um, you know, I don't think I saw a 90 mile an hour fastball in that league, but at the same time, it got me, it got my mindset ready to, you know, Hey, I was uh sophomore in high school. What is that? 14, 15, 16 years old playing against 22 to 60 year old men. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so I wasn't physically ready quite, you know, strong enough yet, but it kind of made me rise to, uh, to the level of competition for sure. So. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty neat. I, I didn't know that about you. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Good question there from, from Jordo. Um, next question comes from Supper Club All-Stars, uh, Minnow underscore Fire 21 on Twitter. He says, ask Vinny if he remembers hitting bat- batting practice with the club baseball team at UW-Madison around 2002 to 2003. Said he showed up with wood, his wood bat and straight up mashed. You remember that, Vinny? So this is hilarious because – one of my best friends, my college roommate, Mike Smith. <laughs> oh my goodness. He talked, we talked last night and he said, dude, my uh, good friend played 
uh, club baseball with you at UW Madison. So quick side, quick aside here. I played at UW lacrosse. I did not get drafted, was supposed to get drafted. So I went, my contingency plan was to go to pharmacy school. I went for one semester. I loved baseball so much. And I wanted to keep playing. I actually tried to play on the club baseball team that fall. I play, I, I was like, guys, I'm going to use wood. Um, I never caught before, but I'm going to be your catcher because I need to learn how to catch. And these guys, and, and Mike's telling me this story that his buddy was the one, he, he was just telling him this, like this guy shows up with a wood bat and says he's going to be our catcher and he's going to play in the major leagues. We're all laughing at him. He's like, they're like, you're playing on the club baseball team for UW Madison. Like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah. And, and then he's telling the story. He's like, and you know what? He was right. He did it. He proved us all wrong. And yeah, I can I remember, I remember vaguely, God, it's almost 20 years ago now. That's blowing my mind. Um, that I, that I showed up with wood and, uh, I remember a, a slight air of like, who does this guy think he is? And he's playing club baseball and he thinks he can play in the major leagues. But, um, but then he, I guess I played in, again, again, I'm telling the story like third hand at this point, but I, I played in the game. The story is that from my buddy, I played in the game. I started mashing. He was like, and you know what? He was like one of the best players we've ever seen. And I don't know. It was, it was just kind of, uh, it's hard to remember exactly the, all the details of yeah. that. But um, <laughs> quite funny that my buddy brings up this story last night and now i'm getting that question right now. <laughs> um, maybe this is your buddy i, I don't know maybe he's yeah. <laughs> yeah right no i think his twitter handle is smithtronic 5000 or something uh, okay so, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that, that's pretty funny that's a great story man uh -huh. I, I love baseball because of these kinds of stories man you yeah. got um you know i remember that evan gaddis story you know mm, a couple years yeah. ago i mean the guy was like out of baseball working as a janitor all of a sudden comes yeah. back um, he lift operator too yeah yeah so uh, yeah there's some incredible stories in baseball mm -hmm. there man so really cool really really great great question got a, a good story out of, out of Vinny there so i appreciate it um this one comes from ng nick gagas one uh he says what is your greatest baseball memory um man there's a lot of them uh you know i I got to tell you, it was getting called up for the first time. It was 2006. I was in Nashville and uh, Frank Kremlis was the manager down in Nashville. And he said, Hey, you're going to get called up to the big leagues tomorrow. So I went up there and I'm sitting there taking it all in packed house, 45,000 fans playoffs are on the line, right? It's a month left of the season um, playing the Marlins. Everyone was struggling so, and I was swinging a hot bat in Nashville, Ned Yost, two outs in the bottom of the ninth, we're down by one. He's like, go hit. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like it, it was the most nerve wracking moment of my life. It was, it felt weird to walk yeah. to, from the on deck circle to home plate. That That's how much adrenaline I punched out, you know, so that's my first <laughs> big league at bat. Welcome to the bigs. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, I'll never forget it. It was just, it was, it was surreal. It was almost like an out-of-body experience. It was literally that much adrenaline. Yeah. I could have thrown up, you know, so, but, uh, 
wish it would have worked out a little bit differently, right? A game-winning homer or something, but didn't. But that's right. That's my most memorable experience for sure. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. your, your first hit, who it was off and all that? Yeah, it was off of Joe Borowski, the same guy. No, 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 no. It was off of uh, – oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm no. Forgetting you on name. the spot now. No, I'm forgetting his name, but it was like a – it was a journeyman reliever. He had quite a bit of big league time, but he was uh, – but – I hit like a 43 hopper off my hands, you know, it, I think it blew up the bat and it was, uh, to the, to the left of Dan Ugla. He did it like a somersault a couple of times, fell down and I ended up beating it out. So that was my first hit. So as it should real, be, as it should yeah, be. Yeah. Well, no, it should have hit a double on <laughs> off the wall, but didn't, that didn't happen either. So anyway, <laughs> Well, that's pretty cool, man. Well, I appreciate yeah. you sharing those stories there. I appreciate all the, the, uh, the questions you guys sent in. You, you think of any more, let me know. I, I like, uh, bringing, bringing these stories up here, getting some good stuff <laughs> well, out of any. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there'll be some stories yeah, next time. We'll save this one for like a special podcast. Remind me that Eddie Cedar was a third base coach for a number of years for the Brewers. I have the greatest mound visit story oh boy. of all time. So yeah, we'll keep the fans hey, hanging on that you, one. Just sure. remember, you got to keep it PG rated on. on oh yeah. Here, so. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, there's, yeah, it'll be PG. Well, I can make it PG. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the, there's the, uh, the tease of the year already for you guys. You have to make sure to come back and, and listen to that. But um, next we'll take a look at the uh, game from Tuesday and then also look at a um, projected roster update for the Brewers. But before we, before we do that, let me tell you about betonline.ag. As you guys already know, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And even though the football season is over, you got the NBA, NHL, and March Madness underway this week. But betonline.ag just does more than that. They also cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to betonline.ag on your phone or internet browser and sign up today to receive your 50% a welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup features the cookie dough chunk versus salted caramel. Uh, and the last couple have been pretty easy for me. This is a tough one as both of them are, are very good, but I'm going to have to go with the cookie dough chunk in this one. I love me some cookie dough. You throw it in a protein bar like Built Bar. Again, the best tasting protein bar on the market, and that's definitely going to be my choice here. So go to BuiltBar.com or follow them on Twitter at Built underscore or at Bar underscore Built, sorry, and make sure that you vote for your favorite Built Bar today. And when you're making your purchase, make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. We're counting down the days to opening day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And next Wednesday, March 24th, the Locked On MLB Podcast begins one of our biggest events of the year, the Locked On MLB Divisions Preview Series. 
All of our local experts in every MLB market answer the biggest questions around each team. There is no better or easier way to get baseball smart before opening day. Follow Locked On MLB on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so, Vinny, there's not a game on Wednesday, obviously, but I uh, wanted to cover Tuesday's game as we didn't get to because we did our divisional crossover podcast on Tuesday, which if you hadn't had a chance to listen to that, make sure that you go back and uh, do so. Had a great conversation with Lucas Smith of Locked on Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals, again, are, are considered by many to be the favorite in the NL Central, although I think the, the Brewers are the better team right now. Uh, but make sure that you go check out that conversation with Lucas from a Wednesday's podcast to get prepared for the upcoming battle in the NL Central. Um, but a couple of takeaways from Tuesday's game against the Dodgers. Uh, you had Colton Wong and Luis Urias jumping off on Kershaw to start the game with back-to-back -back home runs. Um, that's certainly great to see at the top of your order. I, I certainly know that that's what Craig Council and the Brewers are hoping for, uh, to get those two bats at the top of the lineup to give you some power. So that was great to see. Um, you had Josh Hader in this game working on a changeup and actually got a strikeout on it. If he can incorporate that into his mix, that's going to be absolutely deadly. Uh, Zach Green, somebody we haven't talked about a lot this spring, but he's shown off some power as well. He'll provide some good depth at the corner infield spots in the minors if needed. Uh, Justin Topa, to me, he, he's had kind of some un uninspiring outings this spring. He hasn't wowed me. Um, he, the potential is definitely there. The stuff is definitely there. I just haven't seen him be consistent with it. Again, he was unable to make it out of his inning um, in this outing. I don't have him in the bullpen at this point. I know a lot of other people do. I, I just think there's other people have out outperformed him in spring training so far. One of those people being the, the pitcher that came on to, to get out of the inning that he could make it out of, and that's J.P. Fireisen. Um, he has been unbelievable this spring he he finally allowed a base runner when he came in and relief at topa he walked about her but then immediately got a ground uh, ground ball double play to get out of the inning and then struck out the side in the ninth so far this spring he's pitched five and two-thirds innings uh, hasn't given up a hit he's allowed just that one walk and he struck out 10 batters so uh vinnie i mean jp fire eyes and he's a guy getting a lot of a lot of love this this spring getting a lot of tension i mean he's been lights out i gotta think he's in the mix for a bullpen spot yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I agree. I agree. He's kind of pitched his way into being definitely in that conversation for the, uh, for that last spot. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, Topa. So usually this is how it usually works is that they have a pretty good idea of what the, what the roster is going to be. There might be like one bench spot open and one bullpen spot open. Now that could be Topa Fireheisen. That could be, um, you know, maybe they go one less bench guy and, and carry both those guys, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will say typically, typically Topa performed in the big leagues during the big league season last year, that typically allows him to make the team, even though what you're saying is like, I, you know, kind of uninspiring, you know, swinging bunt and then, you know, blue, blue pit kind of, you know, a little bit, a little bit unlucky through, through the ball. Well, I think, but I, I hear what you're saying. Um, but typically I think they will go with the, uh, the guy that performed in the big leagues last year, and then they'll give him a little leash from there. Right. So I, 
that's kind of my take on it. Now, I don't know, but Firehizen for sure has pitched his way into the conversation. I don't know what that looks like at this point, personally. Yeah, no, and that makes sense. And like I said, they're probably still going to go with with Justin Topa, just because, like you said, he he had um, that experience last year, although it was just three three games, I believe, or maybe. Yeah, it's like 10 innings, maybe, yeah. or was it single-digit innings? yeah. yeah. It was seven seven point two innings last yeah. year. I mean, a small sample size, but he was you know really good. Twelve strikeouts in those seven point two innings. Again, the what I see the stuff from him is there. Yeah. Um. He just the times that I've watched him hasn't been completely consistent with it. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's probably going to be there, and it's great to have a depth guy like Fire Eyes. And yeah, um, you just wonder if he's you know having a hot month or if this is you know really the guy he's going to be. And um, I think it, he's thrown a little harder. Right. Yeah. And I think that's part of it. Right. I think he's 94 five. You're right. That's what I've heard. Anyway, I don't, we don't get radar readings uh, at, during these spring training games on mob.com. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of frustrating too. Right. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> really but that's of... what I heard. He's throwing a little bit harder. So. Well, good. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch. And that kind of takes us into our, our final kind of segment here. Will Salmon of the athletic posted his latest roster projection and I'll just go over some of the roster battle spots here. So on his bench, he has um, Luis Arias and Daniel Robertson as those utility type guys. And then obviously, you know, either JBJ or Avisel Garcia will be that fourth outfielder on the bench. And then he has um, Billy McKinney in there as well. So um, it's interesting, huh? Yeah, I was. That's the one that probably surprised me the most. I, mm-hmm. I'm guessing part of that is because Fisher's a little banged up right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because to me, he's outplayed McKinney, uh, so far in spring training. I mean, if you're just going based on spring training numbers, which again, we've talked about, I mean, sometimes that can be overblown. I mean, it's a small sample size. And like you said, I think teams come into spring training with an idea already of what they want to to do and who they want. Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, still fishers look like the better guy to me. If you're going to carry another outfielder on top of having, you know, JBJ on the bench, I think it would have to be Derek Fisher. Um, is he banged up though? He's, he's got the pulled hammy, or what has he got? Yeah, I think it. I think it was a hamstring that he's dealing with. I, I, yeah, I have to go back and check that out. But it wasn't expected to be anything serious. Okay. Okay. Um, I think he'll. He's. He's expect. Hopefully, expected to be back soon. Um, and if that's the case, you know, and he's healthy, and you know, both guys are healthy. Actually, I. I would personally pick Fisher, but I'm obviously not a coach, and I'm not. Um, they're watching the guys, so they have a better read on that than I will. You want to take the guy that can play center field, uh, and I and I don't know if Fisher can play center field. I think he can play it better than McKinney. That would be the idea, um, unless um, I don't know, unless they see something from McKinney as far as matchup wise, right? If he's a uh, if he's a guy that can really pound right handed pitching then you may keep him, especially with Avisail Garcia having the capability of play center. Um, but that's usually the key. Yeah, no, maybe his, maybe his hamstring is more serious than they thought. I don't know. Usually those guys at the athletic kind of are in the know. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that. Right. You know, so it yeah. was interesting to read that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I say. I mean, those guys are the ones in camp, so they're getting, mm-hmm. you know, that they're seeing what's going on on the, on the field and practice and everything. So, But that mm-hmm. one did certainly catch me off guard there because i i really haven't seen much from mckinney this spring to Mm -hmm. warrant him you know grabbing a bench spot i know him and fisher are both out of options so 
you know, it makes sense that one of them are probably going to grab a bench spot. Not mm-hmm. definitely not both. Um, again, just out of what I've seen, you know, on the, the games on TV that I've watched, Fisher's look like the better option there. Interesting here though, that he doesn't go with um, Vogelbach and he doesn't. And I believe if my, my math is correct. He's only had the four man bench to start the season, um, okay. which would be, be interesting as well. Okay, so this is part of the thing. Maybe someone can <laughs> educate me or, or, or you can as far as the, the taxi squad in the first month of the season. Does that have any impact on things? Does that count towards – so if a guy doesn't make the team but makes a taxi squad, does he, does he have to get like Fisher or McKinney? They're out of options. Does that, do they have to clear waivers for that? How does that all work? Do you know? Yeah, so I would assume they'd still have to be, you know, on the 40-man roster, right? So um, – but that's not an option. Like, you know what I mean? So if, if he, let's say McKinney doesn't make the team, he's still on the 40 man. Yeah. He's out of options, but he doesn't make the team. He goes to a taxi squad. I don't know if that burns an option or not. Yeah. That's a that good question. Mm-hmm. You know, cause like typically spring training, you, you know, you option a guy to, to minor league camp, you option triple mm-hmm. a, mm-hmm. um, uh, my my guess would be that they'd have to option him somewhere um, in order to keep him. That would be kind of a loophole, right? If you, um, you know. I think, yeah, there's a four-man taxi squad. I just don't know if you're on that taxi squad, if that requires you to burn an option or get taken off the roster. You're technically not on the 26th man. So I don't know. Someone yeah. can write in and tell us. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good question. I, I yeah. haven't thought about that because that's, Again, that'd be kind of a loophole around, you know, not mm-hmm. having to option one of those guys and just carry him on the taxi squad. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good question. Um, so yeah, hopefully one of our, our listeners can educate us on that and maybe get that, mm-hmm. or or maybe now you got the uh, the inside track there. Maybe you know uh, know somebody there that uh, can answer that for us. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll dig around for sure. Um, but yeah, now that I, I would think they couldn't do that because that just seems seems kind of loopholeish to me but mm-hmm. but yeah i mean i know we'll, that we'll tax i know that tax does that taxi squad go away then once the triple a season starts in may again these are all yeah. yeah we're going in uncharted territory here right yeah it's it's my understanding it goes away because then the triple a season starts right and so those guys would be part of the the triple a season so it's my understanding that that taxi squad is just while they have that uh, alternate training site mm-hmm but again, if somebody knows the exact uh, answers on that, you can uh, let us know on, on Twitter or send it to the email. Yeah. Um, get confirmation on that. So B- Billy McKinney, I'm just looking up real quick. Billy McKinney has hit right-handed pitching in his career over a 334 plate appearance sample size. So, I mean, a 758 OPS against right-hand pitching. So, I mean, he has some track record. I, I don't think Derek Fisher has performed real well in the big leagues. I just no, yeah. I don't think he has at all. So that's might be the reason, right? And that's where you talk about, you know, you go on. Do you go on, you know, fifteen games in spring training, or do you go on, you know, three years mm-hmm. of, of big league action? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you how do you judge that? Um, right. So yeah, that that's interesting. There, we'll have to see how that um, plays yeah. out mm-hmm. throughout the course of uh, the rest of spring training here. Um, 
He also had the Brewers with a six-man rotation and put, you know, Freddie Peralta at the end of that. I know David Stearns hinted at the the idea of them going to a six-man rotation. Um, it, he said at times during the year, so I don't know whether or not that be at the beginning of the year. You know, usually at the beginning of the year you have a lot of off, off days, so sometimes you don't even need a full five-man um, rotation. Um, but, it, you know, again, we've talked about it before. It would be interesting to see what they, they do with Peralta. I think he's pitched well enough that he – you know, deserves to at least be a starter if that's what he wants to be. And it sounds like that is what he wants to do. Um, so I, I think the Brewers, you know, give him that that shot out of spring training with the way he's performed. Yeah, I think uh, I, I love Freddie Peralta as a starter. We talked about this, how valuable he is. Perhaps, you know, piggybacking with Suter, type of situation where you get three out of each of them or maybe four and three or four and two and they're just shut down and that's two you know that's six innings seven innings of um shut down pitching what's the difference between that and signing Garrett Cole right so right. <laughs> I love Freddie Peralta I have always loved Freddie Peralta and I I don't know I'd love to see him start because as a scout, I said he was going to be a starter, and I want to be right. So I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him start. Yeah, see yeah. Whether it's uh, whether it's to begin the year or during the year, I definitely think he's going to get a chance to start at some point mm-hmm. um, this year. Because I mean, again, like we talked about you know, on our last podcast together, if he can translate that stuff that he has, you know, that he we, he's shown over those two to three inning stints, and he can stretch it out and do that over even just five innings. I mean, that is. Mm-hmm that's a, a lights out pitcher for, mm-hmm. for five or six innings there. So, yeah, he's added that slider too. And the, with the pitch design stuff that they've implemented uh, with Chris hook and, you know, the, the guys that are doing the pitch design uh, in, in the, I, I don't know exactly who does that for the brewers, but uh, I know Chris hook works for those guys. Oh, I think Carlos Villanueva, give him mm-hmm. some credit. He, uh, I know he's worked with him and that slider's really come along and that's going to be a definite weapon for him. He's just going to be better this year than, than he ever has. So, yeah. And, and then on a uh, Simmons um, bullpen there, he has Hader, Devin Williams, Brent Suter, um, Yardley, Topa, Rasmussen and Boxberger. Um, I think that's, you know, pretty, pretty safe. Like I said, the only thing I would kind of, um, you know, make a change there is perhaps fire eyes and over Topa, but I think either one of them are, are very solid. And, you know, like Vinny mentioned, made a great point, you know, Topa, you know, do you go off the, ex- the success he had last year or, you know, kind of the, the rough stretches he's had in spring training. And I'm not trying to say his stuff in spring training has been bad. It just hasn't been as great as I was hoping based on what he did last year. But I think that bullpen is pretty, pretty set there. And I think that's going to be a great bullpen. I keep, saying it when I do other interviews, you know, on the Brewers, uh, I think their bullpen is going to be a big difference maker this year, just because of the quality of arms they have. And all of, you know, all of them can just about go multiple innings. I think that's going to be a huge asset for them throughout the season. Yeah. Their bullpen's going to, they always piece to piece together a really solid bullpen. Craig council uses them very, uh, strategically he knows how to he, he feels through the, these guys and and who's got the hot hand um and matchups and uh they'll just they'll be they'll be solid again and and craig council will, will use them very strategically again so no worries there for me yeah 
Um, well, Vinny, again, congratulations on the new gig there at FS Wisconsin doing a uh, Brewers Live. Um, really Appreciate excited it, for yeah. you. Uh, so make sure that you uh, check Vinny out throughout the season uh, whenever he's on the Brewers Live set there. But that will do it for this episode of Locked On Brewers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Brewers and email us your questions, comments at lockdownbrewers at gmail.com. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.